Hi, everyone, and welcome to the second Wilweg podcast. And as you can hear, it is in English. This Christmas, we are combining strengths with the colleagues from study in Holland to discuss a universal topic that unites both Dutch and international students, a topic very close to our heart. In this podcast, we will be talking about student well-being. Because with a lasting pandemic and all the consequences that come along, it's even more important to take good care of yourself. Plus, keep a close eye on the ones close to you. But the question is, what do you do when you are simply not feeling your best due to homesickness, stress or loneliness? And who can help you with that, especially when you are far away from home? We will answer these questions with the help of Dutch Wilweg ambassador Danique van der Snoek and international student and study in Holland ambassador Ekaterina Gogirev. Both ambassadors are here to help and answer all your questions about well-being abroad. Welcome Danique and Ekaterina and welcome to everyone at home. Yeah, welcome everyone to the second episode of the Wilweg podcast in which we will be talking about student well-being with two experts on the topic. But it might be good to say that we are recording this podcast uh, at day four of the Dutch lockdown and therefore I can only hear and not see the guests. Uh, that being said, this also gives us the opportunity to interview people uh, that are not in the Netherlands right now. Uh, yeah, good morning, Danique. <laughs> uh, the last time we started with the student furthest away from the Netherlands, and that in case is you, because you are currently in Malta. Good morning. Um, you are a Wildech ambassador, and as you can see on your Instagram, traveling and exploring is a part of who you are. Um, most of us stayed in one place this year, but you have had quite a tumultuous 2020 because it started in Belgium and ended with you working in Malta. Uh, this year has been quite a whirlwind for you. How, how do you look back on, on 2020? What has this year been like for you? Uh, this year has been so crazy. Yeah, like you said, it started in Belgium and I was planning on moving to Czech Republic actually in the beginning. And I think my first job in Czech Republic got cancelled. Um, after that, I found another job in Austria, uh, which got cancelled as well due to Corona. Um, I moved back to the Netherlands in June. I wasn't planning on staying in the Netherlands long, but it was really crazy. So after a month, I packed my bag and I went to Italy for a bit. Uh, after all, I ended up in Malta. And before I even like realized, I just I found a job and I stayed here. But it's it's really crazy, really crazy. Yeah, and we will be talking about all the craziness uh, uh, later on in this podcast as well, because this year has been getting along of uh, having quite some ups and downs for you as well. Uh, additionally, next to you is Ekaterina. Uh, Ekaterina, we uh, agreed that we would call you Kate in this podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for the listeners, this is the formal introduction. <laughs> yeah, just like Danique uh, is a Wilbeck ambassador for Dutch students, you are a study in Holland ambassador for international students in the Netherlands. Um, you have been studying in the Netherlands for I think about three years now uh, and uh, as you have always said you had a lot of fun studying here but the corona crisis came like most of for us quite unexpected um, how does it feel being an international student in lockdown here um, hi actually uh, I feel good I don't feel that I had different problems um, there was a high difference in studying on campus and studying at home. And for me, it was the biggest shock. But in general, I can actually say that I was not really impacted due to, to this lockdown. I still felt like there is not that much things happening, but um, 
I handled it and I still handle it with surrounded by my friends because we all stayed here. We are all internationals and we spent time together just supporting each other and it was very healthy to do it. And I went home just for two months uh, during summer and I knew that I will come back because it was easier to handle Corona uh, in the Netherlands rather than in Portugal. So it was my decision and I never regretted about it. So actually, I really... I feel that there was not that many differences on my personal side that changed, uh, but yeah, it was just it was just almost the same except that I was not allowed to go to some public places, but and go to the library, which was very sad. <laughs> but in in gen general, I was yeah, almost the same Ekaterina as I was like a year ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And we will talk about that later as well, because I think you have some quite some good advice for international students who are currently studying here to, well, let their life stay most of the same as it was before, as, as you said your life was as well, of your life is now. Um, but there are also other researchers that say quite the opposite. Uh, research conducted by ENO suggests that 71% of young people between the ages of 17 and 24 have experienced more loneliness due to the corona crisis and this year than ever before. Um, Danique, how has the corona crisis affected your abroad experience and, and your mental well-being? Um, well, really difficult, actually. Um, in the beginning, I... Um, actually, I fear to say, but at the beginning, I didn't really take it seriously. I remember that the virus started in China and you read some articles about it, but it was really... It was that far away and I was like, we're living our lives. Um And then I remember the moment that it came into Europe and it, it came to the Netherlands pretty quickly and it came to Belgium. And in the beginning, they, they told us we were not allowed to, to shake our hands. And we were like, okay, we do that. And we still try to, to, to live our lives. But after that, it, it, it became so surreal. Um, we weren't allowed to leave our houses in Belgium. We were in a very strict lockdown. Um, we were only allowed to like go to the supermarket, maybe go to the pharmacy if you needed to. But... All of a sudden, we were housebounded, and it was crazy. And for me, um, I started to feel like very, pretty isolated. Uh, I got some anxiety. I was, I wasn't used to it. It felt like living your life in prison or something. It was very scary seeing the police come through the street like at least three, four times a day. It, it was really scary. Mm -hmm. And how, how did you cope with that in, in the moment? Uh, in the beginning, I, tr I just tried to distract myself using my Netflix, write a bit. Uh, I, I also love, loved writing, so I tried to get back into that. Um, I recently quit my education, actually, so I tried to just focus on my writing, reading. Um, I used to travel a lot, but of course I wasn't able to do that. So I just reread my, my old stories. But after a while, it just caught, like, I just caught, it's caught up with me. And I, I was really scared. Started to have panic attacks. I felt pretty, pretty isolated. Yeah, yeah. Ekaterina, or Kate, as we say now, you said that uh, not a lot has changed for you. Uh, but if you hear the story from Danique, do you have any students in your in your surroundings that have experienced the same? Or have there been, have, have you experienced loneliness or anxiety in the past couple of months? I actually had this uh, period in November <laughs> when I had this very weird feeling of uh, unable to do anything and just 
the wish to stay in bed. <laughs> and I just got tired of this monotony in a way, you know, and how many people will not complain that we are, we have internet, we have computer that can interact and entertain us. At some point, I felt that I don't need it anymore, you know, because it just became every day was so the same. And November was a very, very hard month for me. And even though I was surrounded by roommates, we still were talking and smiling. I was very sad because it was impacting on me, you know. I try to, I'm trying to stay, you know, always on the positive side. But I think weather, <laughs> I think uh, this monotony of life, yeah, impacted somehow on me. So November was a... Um, lonely and very emotionally negative month for me. And I somehow can relate uh, to what Danik said. But in general, I don't know that many people like who had such a uh, extreme or severe uh, situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, what would you, what, what advice would you give to students who, who are having such a, a severe situation? Uh, Danik, maybe you can you can say that best because you've been through it yourself. Yeah, well, what I would advise um, students to begin with is stay close to yourself. Trust the way things are going. Um, don't try to push it because that's what I did in the beginning. I tried to push it. I tried to uh, make myself believe that it will go away in a couple of days. I tried to make myself believe that it was just a bad nightmare. I just, uh, I, would, I would advise them stay close to yourself. Uh, believe what you're doing is is all right, and like you said, distract yourself as good as as you can. Like for example, stay in touch with your with your loved ones, even though you can't see them. Try try to stay in touch and try to to stay real to the day. Like try not to to get into this rhythm. Like where you're like, okay, I'm not leaving my bed anymore. I'm not doing anything. Just try to at least like get up, have your breakfast, take your shower. I don't know, maybe go for a run if you're allowed to. Just really stay stay. Try to stay in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's some really good advice to uh, to start the podcast uh, with. Well, we've already given some advice in this podcast. Uh, student well-being is a universal and relevant topic. And to include as much students as possible, we have asked you to send in questions that we will answer here, uh, both uh, for Dutch students and international students. So let's start with the first. Um, this is a question from a Dutch student to Danique, so I will translate it because it is in Dutch. I have been living abroad for quite some time and I would like to talk with someone about how I'm feeling, especially because of my mood swings in the corona crisis. Would it be possible to get Dutch help abroad? Speaking about your emotions in your own language is always easier. Danique, is it something you recognize? Speaking about your emotions in your own language, is, is it easier for you? Yeah, it definitely is. Actually, to this question, I, I really relate to this. I haven't seen most of my friends or family for almost half a year due to corona. And um, uh, after I moved to Malta, I got uh, diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. And I joined a program in the Netherlands. It was all online due to the COVID. Uh, I joined a program with a very intense therapy uh, project. And for me, it was hard, but it was very, uh, very nice to actually be able to describe my emo emotional well-being in, in Dutch. Mm -hmm. I think like speaking your native language is always, always easier. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think, Ekaterina, is that something you can relate to, that speaking in your own language, even after living in the Netherlands for so long and, and speaking English so well, is it still easier to speak in your native language? Yes, absolutely. And uh, I have uh, my best friend who lives in Czech Republic right now, and 
she doesn't use English or uh, Russian, English, English, yes, and Russian that often. And then we have our sessions when we call each other and we have these conversations in our native language just to get rid of all the feelings, all the emotions that we experienced like since the, our last talk and just, I don't know, it feels really better when you get when you get into your native language and you start speaking with it and it's it's kind of a therapy works for it works for us for a while yet already and i don't know being able to express yourself in native language is way easier you know because even though you speak english very well you know it's still not your native language and there is a difference in how you feel yeah Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I'm going to continue with you because we actually had a question, especially from you, from the audience. Uh, oh. It says, Hey, Katharina, I saw you take over a while ago. You seem such a positive and happy person. What are your tips and tricks for students who are simply not feeling their best during their time abroad? Wow. <laughs> no, actually, uh, wow. <laughs> I, it was long ago. Cool. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm positive. I don't know how, why there's so much energy in me. And what I do, you know, is just I'm going out. I spend a lot of time outside. And no matter how bad weather it is, um, I go out no matter, like, for at least 30 minutes, you know, and I just walk. Because having a bike, it's a bit different. It's um, another type of exercise. But when walking, you know, it's just 30 minutes. And I was super lucky because we live near a forest in Tilburg. So I could go there, you know, have my walks without my phone, uh, without anything and just coming back home. And it's such a relief and it's such a, a good feeling after it, you know. And I think two weeks ago I read an article about how countries in like countries that had a very strict lockdown and where people were not allowed to get out um, had very like low uh, self-esteem levels and they were emotionally more uh, negative and That's why maybe staying in the Netherlands for me was uh, such a good reason to to not go home. Because Netherlands was, even though strict, we were still allowed to get out. And I think it saved me for very, very, very often. And another thing is that I did, <laughs> it sounds funny, but I start planting, you know, I just start growing plants and seeds. And it really, it was very enjoying, enjoyable moment during all this time. You know, I just got this patience and um, yeah, I just, I just reconnected more with the nature. And that's what I always do, you know, when I feel lost because people can help, but there is something about me just being surrounded by, by trees, you know, and just being surrounded by, by natural stuff. I don't know. It helps me a lot. So if you feel like low, just get out of the house and just have this walk. It should help. I think so. <laughs> yeah, the, the little things can make can make a big change. Absolutely, yes, yes. <laughs> We ha got a lot of questions about uh, finding a new home in a place far away during the Corona crisis, and there are a lot. So I will summarize them and ask them. I will start with Danique. Danique, you've moved quite a lot of times this year. How do you, in this difficult time, um, always create a, a home for yourself abroad? Yeah, it was actually quite difficult. I remember uh, in the beginning of January, um, when I moved to, to Belgium uh, last year, before the corona happened, it, it was quite easier because, of course, we were able to look at houses and stuff. And back in the Netherlands, I was able to live with my parents for a bit. But coming to Malta, it was kind of crazy, kind of difficult. Um, I do kind of say that uh, being back here... Uh, a lot of students were, were supposed to come here. They canceled their internships due to Corona. 
So that being said, like a lot of rooms were available, but also um, a lot of people were kind of afraid to meet up to show like the rooms or the houses because they don't know who they're going to meet. They don't know if you bring, for example, COVID along. So it's, it's, it's kind of weird. Like you're communicating through Facebook, for example, and you're like, oh, I'm interested in your room. And um, they're kind of like holding back a little. It was kind of frustrating. I was lucky that I could live with a friend for the, uh, uh, in the beginning when I came here. But it just felt uh, really weird. Everything mm. is so affected by it, and it's, 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 it's strange. Yeah. Hey, Katharina, you have lived in the Netherlands for quite some time. What would you advise international students who started living here this year during the pandemic? Oh, mm. that's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, if they, they already made the decision, you know, to come, so they understand that um, people have some precautions before interacting with anyone. But I think in general, I don't know, maybe it's my perspective and there, I haven't interacted with anyone who was, you know, making step forward in order to keep the distance. I think that it's, if you decided to live in this country, it's because you like it, right? So it's just remembering why you decided to come here, you know, and it's not just because you wanted to go to museums or to the concerts, you came to the Netherlands, you know, you just came to get new culture. And I think it's possible to get comfortable even being in, in, in the room, you know, just get to know your roommates or get to know the city where you live you know so it's not necessary to enter anywhere and just to discover the city so it's still possible i don't think that it's a problem now to get adapted because i don't think that it's a long-term situation and then it for me was very strange because i had very nice on-campus life you know and then it's almost a year since i don't have it so it should be a bit weird to start studying right now but it's a temporary thing it's just a matter of just let it finish, you know, and then everything can be uh, in the same way, you know. So I don't think that life ends now in a way, you know. It's just a bit of waiting. Yeah, it's, it's temporary and, and we, yeah. we we have to be patient, yeah. Do you think it also makes a difference? Because I, we, I talked about this topic before with students and they mentioned that having nice flatmates also makes it makes a big change. Is, is that something, uh, Kate, that you... That, that you recognize that you absolutely <laughs> I could talk you know about this <laughs> all, all podcasts about importance to have some surroundings that in which you can feel comfortable because I think that was the reason like the biggest reason why I came back is because I knew that like my roommates and my some friends will be here because we we made this house such a comfortable place you know and then you should realize that you start living with someone for a while, you know, so it's not a one, two, three months living, you live for at least a year, you know, so it's a lot of time and it's time when you start knowing new people and you understand that you can live with them and spend time and, you know, they are so important. Uh, it's, another, it's another way of feeling connected, you know, even in the house, it's like three or four new personalities which can be super interesting, which can be interesting to explore and I don't know. I'm super glad and super thankful that they were here, even though they left three days ago. Now it feels so weird. <laughs> I really try to reconnect and to see, okay, will I now get into very weird mood? Yeah, but it's super important to have people who can spend time with you, you know, or being in silence sometimes. We were just sitting with each other, doing our readings or staying in the phone, but still being together. And it was so important, you know. 
Mm-hmm. It was so healthy. Ah. What, what is the main thing they taught you? Taught me? Yeah, about yourself. What did they teach you about yourself? Yeah. They t- Oh, that was nice because they taught me that I don't know how to communicate my emotions properly. And it was something that they taught me. Like they were, okay, Kate, you are super in close. Speak it out, you know? And then they taught me, you know, speak it in English. And, you know, month by month, I felt like, okay, if I don't like something, I should speak it out. If I like something, I speak it out too. And they were super helpful in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Danique, uh, you mentioned that when you moved to Malta, you lived with a friend and that was quite nice for you. What does your, or how do, what does your living conditions look like now? Um, well, can I just say something about like what Kate said? Like, can I add something to it? Of course, of course. Uh, when I like what I experienced for myself uh, when the first lockdown in the Netherlands back in March happened, I uh, I ended actually I ended up with my parents for a bit after I think almost two three years for the first time. I mean I spent so, I spent a month with them in between, but it was never uh, it never felt like kind of forced because we we couldn't go anywhere because they they closed the borders, and I felt like in the beginning it was kind of weird. Because, like, my, my, my contact with my parents, it's very good. But, like, being abroad, for me, personally, I feel like I grew a little apart from my family. So, all of a sudden, being in the same roof again, it felt so weird. But it was also, like, a beautiful way to connect again. So, I felt like it, it was it was so weird to all of a sudden, like, be with your family or be with maybe your loved ones being stuck in, in a place. It, 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 gave a, it gave a special twist to, to this whole crisis. Um, that being said, like at the moment, I'm living with an Italian woman and a uh, guy from Libya. I'm actually moving soon, but um, at the moment, it's, it's it's actually pretty good. I think we're all minding our own business, but when somebody needs something, we're all there for one another. It's just a bit weird. Uh, I remember uh, a few months ago when I was here, I was in contact with somebody who tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, so I was forced to self-isolate for uh, for almost two weeks. And... Um, they were still allowed to go out and to go to their jobs, but we needed to keep our distances. So I was using the kitchen when they weren't, weren't home. I was using the bedroom when they weren't home. So that's kind of the weird thing about living with strangers. Like you have to like make specific rules about what to do, what you can do. Yeah. It's a nice way of communication too, you know, when you set kind of boundaries and then the way you speak, you know, so you don't offend people, but at the same time you tell, okay, we should not do that and that. It's a way of communication too, I guess. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, and it's also one of the most meaning things, uh, of meaningful things when you go abroad, actually, that you can learn from people that come from a completely different background or from completely different cultures than your own. Um, we have a question about uh, a topic that a lot of students uh, talk about and some of them suffer from it as well. Homesickness has... Um, have you, Danique, dealt with homesickness? I have, I have. I gotta say, I, I didn't really endure it during during COVID. I think um, maybe I was lucky that the first part of the the first lockdown I spent in the Netherlands, so I already knew what it felt like being back home, and I knew it wasn't much different than Belgium back in the day. But um, I did a gap year in Portugal, and being separated from my parents, working a full time job. Uh, not being able to go home, for example, for Christmas. Got to say, actually, it applies for, for this year as well. Actually, this is the first year I'm not going home for Christmas. So right now I feel a bit more distance from my family than I've ever been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you have any nice Christmas plans, celebrating Christmas abroad, far away from your family? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, I do. I'm, I'm gonna celebrate it with some friends here. Um, the the thing is, like in the beginning, I felt really, uh, really sad. I wasn't able to go home for Christmas, but then, of course, the Netherlands went back under lockdown, and here in Malta, we're we're still allowed to see our friends. We're still allowed to to, to go out. So luckily, I'm able to to spend it with friends. Oh, good, good. Kate, have you dealt with homesickness or loneliness uh, pre-Corona? Hmm. The thing is, um, I haven't lived in one country since my childhood. You know, I was uh, when I was 16, I moved to Portugal and then I lived in Moldavia. So this feeling of being attached to one country, I really don't experience that much because, um, I don't know, I was used to <laughs> live, you know, and change the countries in a way. So um, I haven't been on Christmas. We don't celebrate Christmas now in December in a way. And I never been home on Christmas during all these three years living in the Netherlands, and um, I don't know. I I really don't have this. <laughs> I really don't have this homesickness because I haven't lived with my parents that much, and I'm always on my own in a way. And I really got used to live on my own. So I have a lot of friends here that come from Vietnam, that come from very far, and they haven't been home since the beginning of their bachelors, for example. And I found these soulmates, you know, and we just leave each other in support when everyone like left. We're like, hey, remember me? Like, let's interact. <laughs> let's get, because only two people or three are allowed right now. So I already know whom I will going to meet and we will going to support each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's nice that you both in the country that you are living in right now have such a strong support network, both online and offline. Uh, that that is great to hear. What might be good to know for international students that are currently listening to this podcast and are experiencing issues with their mental well-being is the fact that you can also go to a Dutch GP um, for help and that the door is always open there and that that is your first step to getting help in case the coronavirus and all the challenges that come from that hit you harder than you expected. I just wanted to say that it's very true because I was super. I needed to visit my GP during this pandemic, and it was such a fast uh, ability to reach her. You know, I was so surprised that it was. I called, and on the same day I had an appointment, and there was no feeling of being. You know, okay, this is Corona times. Don't breathe there. Don't breathe there. It was so normal. You know, she made me feel so comfortable. And I think that people who would like to contact their GPs should do it. You know, because. I don't know. In my case, it was always working so well. Like, I don't know. It's super healthy. Yeah. yeah. This year has been quite eventful. And at the same time, nothing really happened. Uh, Danik, you moved a lot this year. Uh, we talked about it previously before, but what advice would you give to students who are currently experiencing the same issues uh, you had uh, this year? What would you maybe have said to yourself in January, knowing everything that was going to come your way? Um, I would have said, like, stay true to yourself. Like, just let it happen, whatever comes your, comes your way. Um, I didn't expect, like, uh, I didn't expect the things to go the way they are. Actually, in the beginning, before uh, COVID happened, I, I, well, I, I pictured myself living in Czech Republic, having a totally different job and probably a different life. Um, I would just say, like, accept what's going to happen and find a way to, like, go with it. But also, like, stay true to yourself and, and try to, to, to just follow your heart. Like, I really didn't want to come back to the Netherlands. So after I came back in June for a month, I just looked at the possibilities and everything I could do. And 
somehow it led me back to Malta and I'm really happy to be here. So just sit true to yourself, but try to follow your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's beautiful. And I, I hope it will help the students as well that are currently listening to this podcast and just like you are, are being are, are abroad right now. Uh, Kate, as a student uh, ambassador, you often tell one of the biggest setbacks coming here was the weather and especially the dark winter months. Uh, what advice would you give to students who are experiencing the same uh, right now? Oh my God. First of all, I haven't managed how to solve this problem. I just got 10 lamps in my room. You know, I have light from every corner. And then, I don't know, it's just, it's super hard. It really, it's, I could not still manage this. And my solution was going to the library all the time, you know, and because there is so much light and I could really not fall asleep because now I just feel like I'm taking so many naps <laughs> during all this time because it's dark, you know, and um, I really like that expression that, um, that all the rain that is falling is not falling, everything is not falling all, only on us, but the majority of the rain is falling nearby and the and then have very comfortable clothes. Uh, I came here, I had such a nice fancy clothes, you know, so I was like, oh yeah, I will just fashion here and just, I don't know, but now I just have the most comfortable shoes or sneakers, you know, <laughs> sweater, a raincoat, and I'm just super ready for it, you know, and yeah, I just have vitamins, I have vitamin D uh, that I take every day, I have some vitamins that, vitamin C, for example, that helps me like to keep my immune system in a good condition, and a lot of lamps. I really feel that lightning in the room helps me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Danique, how much do you miss the Dutch weather in Malta? How much do I miss the weather? Um, well, not so much, actually. <laughs> 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 no, no, I, I, I do, I do got to say, but that's actually a moment back in time. Um, I think uh, two years ago when I moved to Portugal, it was actually, I think, almost six months without rain. So I remember when I was taking a trip to uh, the Azores, an island group in Portugal, I was so happy when it started raining because I, I actually missed it. But whenever it's raining here on Malta, it's just crazy. The whole island gets like chaotic and it's it's really crazy. So no, I don't I don't miss the Dutch weather that much. No, I can I can understand. Uh, Kate, we, we talked about a challenge being the weather. Uh, that might not be completely corona related. What was the biggest challenge for you this year? Uh, yeah, the, my, my biggest challenge uh, was to not create any expectations. Uh, it's really, I had so many plans, you know, I was thinking to apply for a job. I was thinking to finish that course and that course. And it all involved to be uh, outside. And then so many plans have canceled, actually. And I didn't, I was not super disappointed because I felt that, okay, maybe I'm, I want too much and I cannot have it at the same time, everything. And it really taught me, you know, just to not make a lot of expectations because suddenly everything can just fall down and then you leave in big sadness because that didn't happen. So, yes, that was one thing. And another one was to uh, make a step first and... Even though I'm repeating a lot of times that I have, you know, friends here and I can talk a lot with someone. But it's also I, what I learned a bit is to um, make a step first. You know, if you don't feel good, you can always text someone, uh, your friend and ask how they are. And maybe don't, they don't feel good, too, you know, so you can support each other in this in this moment. So, yeah, I, I learned a bit to to. Uh, to make more more initiative, to, to show more initiative. And I feel that it feels both for, for me good and for other person because 
there are many reasons why people don't text each other first, you know? And then if you make that step, it's such a beneficial for a lot of people, you know? So that was two things that were challenges and what I learned from them yeah. in a way. Yeah, and that's also how we started this podcast, by saying it is important to take good care of yourself, uh, plus keep a close eye on the ones closest to you as well, far away and nearby. Um, Danique, uh, one last question for you. Uh, how do you look, do you look forward to 2021 <laughs> and, and are, do you have any good resolutions or things where you think I will leave this in 2020 or I will take this with me, uh, into the next year? I do. I do actually, um, uh, after I got diagnosed with, uh, uh, my anxiety disorder, I, I just wanted to battle it. I just look forward to a life. Um, we're not battling this anxiety constantly. And also I'm really looking forward to this travel restriction to be lifted because I really, I can't believe that I like, I only like visited two new countries in 2020 in total. And normally I just fly around, I travel and I enjoy like living in freedom. So I really, really look forward to travel again. Yeah. And living, living, uh, traveling in freedom. Yeah. yeah. Kate, what what are your prospects for the new year? What do you most look forward to? Or where do you think I definitely do not look forward to this in the new year? I'm looking forward for the library to be open. <laughs> I really do, you know, <laughs> because I need to finish my thesis first. <laughs> and I, I, um, I'm really tired to have this bad desk relationship. I want to finish with this relationship, you know, because this is not interesting. I'm waking up, you know, and then I go to directly to my desk or not directly, but yeah. And I'm really tired. I need to get out of the house and know that library is open, that I don't need to book it, you know, and then there is limited amount of space and all these rules, you know, because it's really annoying. And I really hope that next year, you know, I can just freely get out of the house without forgetting my mask and don't punish myself for this because it happened so often that I was in the middle of the road and I was like, oh, damn, I forgot the mask, you know. So I'm really tired of this small <laughs> uh, details that I hope that maybe will be finished in in. 2021 i don't know yeah yeah that wearing a mask will never come as yes. natural to to you uh, <laughs> oh. yeah oh can i just add one thing to that i really relate to that here in malta is actually a bit worse because we have to wear it everywhere even outside so we're oh. wearing it constantly in the office like on the streets and public transportation and shops is terrible i can't wait for it to be yes, over or, so i really you know, relate at least to that. some cream you know because my skin gets so weird because of this mask you know this transpiration and i feel like eh. Oh, we should do another podcast yeah. about that. Please do. <laughs> I will follow it yes. right away. Self-care, self-care during Corona, like body, you know, screams. Ah, I love it. So nice. Yeah, we talked, we talked about emotional well-being, but maybe the next time we should talk about yes. physical well-being when being abroad and what you can learn from other cultures. Who Absolutely. knows? Who knows? Let us know on social media if you would be interested in this topic for the next podcast. Yeah, well, it might be good to start the new year with some good uh, physical self-care. Um, uh, Danique, uh, Kate, one more final question to you. My previous question was not the final question. Is there anything else you would like to say to the people listening in terms of emotional well-being when being abroad and especially emotional well-being during these unprecedented times? I would say, um, sorry, Kate, by the way, sorry. <laughs> no, uh, I, I would say um, reach out. If you, if you need help, don't close yourself up from everybody. Reach out and say true to yourself. Uh, I learned in the past that running away from your problems is never the solution. And when something like this happens and like the road around you is just closing and the literally only person you have left is just you, I would just say, be honest 
And if you need help, if you want to talk to somebody, reach out and just put yourself first. Yeah, yeah. That's really good, really good advice. Also because I think going abroad can sometimes confront you more with the problems from back home than you ever thought because it's you're all by yourself. Yeah, that's, yeah. I also agree with, with Danique. That was nice. Yeah. I also wanted to add that, um, again, you know, just get out of the house. And it should be it, it, so healthy, you know, just being able just to walk and just to have this breathing, you know, like just have this exercise where you can meet people because sometimes you don't need to speak. But I have met so many smiling people in the Netherlands, honestly, when they walk and then just smile to you and you don't need to interact and you don't exchange, you know, the bacteria is just a smile and then can work as a healthy remedy too. Because a stranger with a smile, you know, can make your day and you maybe don't even imagine how it can work here and during this time. And just embrace your, embrace this feeling, you know, if it's a sadness, maybe it should have been happened like this you know and don't ignore it but just acknowledge it and live through it because out of that like you will learn something and some new human will erase out of that emotion it's super important not to ignore what like we feel and that's what I'm learning still during these times you know just when it's an emotion it's supposed to happen and we need to go through it and yeah don't ignore it because it's a necessary feeling Yeah, accept it, recognize it. And hopefully we do not have to wear a mask for any longer so that we can still sincerely smile to people. Because if there is one thing 2020 has taught me is the fact that it's really difficult to smile with. Well, you can still smile with your eyes, but people will not recognize it as a smile. (laughs) Can we just say for everybody for a New Year's resolution, just smile more, especially like after hopefully covid well, somewhere nearing its end, like, yeah. let's just smell, let's be happy and appreciate what we yeah. have in life. Yeah, and find it, maybe also find the humor in this crazy time. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, the end of 2020 is near and so is this podcast. We hope we have informed all of you about the topic of student well-being, but more importantly, where to go to and also where to get help and hopefully the stories of the brave students here. Danique and Ekaterina have inspired you. Uh, Danique and Ekaterina aka Kate. Thank you all (laughs) very much for joining us today and also sharing your stories. And thank you to everyone who sent in their question. It really helped us create the podcast and make it very relatable to the students that are listening. And last but not least, thank you all for listening. This year has been filled with challenges and at the end of the year, we hope you look back and see the progress you've made. For now, more information you will find at studyinholland.com or Wilweg. And really, as the last thing in this podcast, there is nothing more to say except stay safe and sound during a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.